Hi guys, Jan here. Just going to do a quick announcement before the podcast begins to let you know that today's topic is going to be anime battles. And towards the end of this podcast, we will be discussing a very intense and gory anime called Blood Sea. So if you are the type of person who is easily offended and doesn't like gory content, please stay away from this podcast. This will be your only warning. If not, I hope you enjoy. I'm going to label this one not family friendly, just so you know. So this will be your only warning if this does not bother you. I wish you a great listen and thank you so much for supporting the podcast, guys. Please enjoy. Hi, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. I always make that sound really weird. I don't know. Anyways, we are back and we have our host, Hotshot, with us. How's it going, buddy? Hello. Well, I'm not failing school, so that's a good thing. What's a school? Oh, like you don't know. <laughs> You're the higher educated of the two of us. You know this. I'm struggling so hard, yo. It's it's it's. Uh, you know, it's been fun. This semester's been fun, but like, uh, it's been an intense one. This week, this month, this right now on Anime Podcasters, we are talking about anime battles. Hotshot has come to battle. I have come to battle. We each have five battles. We will discuss and. We will see who will be most victorious at the end of this battle of a podcast. One thing I want to say, though, I find it funny how we've come close to 50 episodes and we haven't even touched on battles yet. I know, right? Like, what's wrong with us? I mean, that's kind of the cornerstone of what makes anime anime in the first place. Right? It's like, yeah, I, when I when I uh, I asked you if you were down to do this, you're like, wait. We didn't do that one yet. I was like, no, we did it. We did like attack, anime attacks, anime equipment, anime characters, this, anime that, anime transformations. We haven't done anime battles. We basically did every single anime, uh, basically every single anime type there is except for battles. That's the only one we haven't done yet that I know of. Which is ridiculous, but whatever. It is what it is. I'm happy to be here with Hotshot. I'm happy to be uh, doing this podcast. So, uh, at the top of the show, I just want to let you guys know, uh, at this point, it's probably late November when you're listening to this. I am back for hire. Go to giantmusic.com if you would like to hire me for audio services. I've also updated my Patreon, so go check that out. There's new rewards. They're only one, two, or three dollars, so check that out. Just want to plug that at the beginning. Alright, so, before we get into the podcast... Can I get it for free just because I'm a friend? You can get, you know what? Yes, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we get into the podcast, Hotshot, uh, when you were picking your list of anime battles, what went into your pick? So, what, uh, what was the mindset you went into? Did you just pick stuff anime battles that you've seen before and you know are classics? Uh, what was your point of view when you were building your list? I've seen I so the ones I picked are ones that I have seen before, but they are all ones that literally had me on the edge of my seat. Because, again, like I've said, um, battles are kind of the cornerstone of anime, from at least from the anime that I've seen, and there are some exceptions to that. But one, battles and fight scenes that get you on the edge of your seat, like excited for the characters, worried for the characters, that kind of thing, and like really get you into the anime or show that you're watching in general, that's kind of what went into mine. So... If I get it right, you're you're saying basically battles that had you on the edge of your seat, battles that uh like invoked emotion out of you. You would say, exact, exactly, yeah. Okay, right on. Uh, for myself, I went for 
kind of a similar approach, uh, but I went for battles that had more than just a fight scene to it, where there was something on the line that was very important. And then uh, some of my picks, I just went with something that is just gruesomely destructive, and I absolutely wanted to talk about in the podcast. Yeah, Hotshot, I just had a I mean. sneak. I just had a sneak peek of uh, of that particular pick, and. Um... Jaden, something is very wrong with you. Oh, I know, right? I know. I just, at this point, like, 40-some episodes in, something's wrong with me. <laughs> Why am I still talking about anime? I mean, I'm gonna you're be... friends with me, so that kind of goes without saying. I'm going to be in my mid-20s by the, by the end of next year. Like, what's going on here? What's something's weird? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so... <laughs> um, do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first, Hotshot? I'm going to go ahead and go first because um, I'm pretty sure this is a fight that you've picked because it's a very iconic fight, very nostalgic fight. And I'm not picking Lee versus Gara. I'm not picking Lee versus Gara, just so you know. Well, you just kind of took in the bite out of all of mine. I'm sorry, but I just knew you were going to pick that one. I was like, I was no. making our list and I was like, Hotshot's going to pick this one. I just, I'm not even going to bother. That actually isn't one that I picked. What? I mean, it is one that I wanted. It actually is one that I wanted to pick, but I mean, I don't want to be too predictable. All the time, oh my you know? god, Hotshot, you 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 fooled me. That's okay, good. That's good. You know what? I'm impressed. But it is a fight from uh, from the original Naruto, and it's the fight from the uh, Retrieve Tsunade arc with the three Sonning. So the three Sonning showdown is the fight that I'm picking. Oh, the three Sonning deadlock: Jiraiya, Tsunade, Orochimaru. Oh, that's a good freaking good pick. That's a good first pick, dude. Thank you. So if you guys are unfamiliar, this fight is amazing in every way. <laughs> because for um, as far as we know, it's the birthplace of the Rasengan. Um, all three Sanin, we actually see why they get the nickname Sanin and why they're so strong, especially when they're in the same vicinity of together. Tsunade is kind of in constant turmoil with choosing between her, like Orochimaru or the village. And... It's just an intense fight with all the summons, all the techniques. Um, Naruto essentially almost dying if Tsunade wasn't there to save him. So there's a lot at stake here. There's a lot going on here. And I don't remember how many episodes it takes up, but it's a pretty hefty fight. Oh, it's it's definitely chunky. There is a lot to this fight. Um, I absolutely love the, this fight. Has everything you want. Uh, but I need to know: Are you are you picking specifically uh the three signing versus one another? Are you also including Naruto, Kabuto, Shizune in there? Like, what's your what's your frame of mind here? I'm also including. So when I include fights, I include, like, the entirety of the fight. So that does include Naruto versus Kabuto and Shizune doing her thing. But, yes, the main the main focus of it is obviously the uh, the Sanin. But I am including, like, the birthplace of the Rasengan and Kabuto actually getting creamed by Naruto. Absolutely as, destroyed. Oh, yeah. As well as um, Manda, Gam uh, King Gamabunta, and... Um, Katsu summons as well as the hardcore fight between like hand to hand fight between Tsunade and Orochimaru towards the end. You know what that battle uh, uh, taught me? Mm. Orochimaru could take a punch to the face several times. I I'm just saying <laughs> we see we see Tsunade like break floors, destroy entire like with, with remember when she fought Naruto with her one finger she like cracked the the whole path they were on and like she's there like hurling her hardest punches at her voice from in the face and he's just there like ow oh ow pain pain like I that was just something I could not understand I could not it wasn't feasible to me um I also really enjoyed the whole 
Tsunade being afraid of blood, and she's like frozen for most of the fight, but then she grows into being the fifth Okage and protecting the leaf, and she comes into her own, and we really see her um, put some serious work in that fight, and that's what I enjoyed the most about it, is seeing her uh, go from uh, very scared to absolute badass mode. Which, I mean, especially... Tsunade probably is actually my second favorite Hokage, so... (laughs) To see her do a complete 180 and, like, I feel like that fight specifically was a turning point of a lot of people loving her. Like, when she started turning around and actually being a Hokage instead of just being, I don't want this, or only a fool would do this, or being afraid, a doctor who's afraid of blood, essentially. Yeah. And then after after this fight, doing a complete 180 and maturing and accepting the places, the fifth Hokage. I feel like that's a big turning point for a lot of people. Massive turning point, and also, um, I really enjoyed uh, the discuss. There's this little discussion in the fight where uh, Jiraiya and um, Orochimaru basically compare notes. Where uh, Orochimaru says, "Why? Why do you care about the nine-tailed boy? Why, why didn't you take uh, Sasuke?" And uh, Jiraiya's like, "Well, it's so boring to take a ninja that already has it all. This one's a screw up. There's more to work with. There's more to correct. There's more to teach." Um, why ha- why uh, select someone like Sasuke that already is perfect in every sense? It essentially, was the was the way it was put there. So it really also uh, it put into perspective that you know it's almost a Naruto versus Sasuke thing, uh, Jiraiya versus Orochimaru. Um, I feel like Jiraiya honestly made the right call with uh, with training Naruto, especially because Naruto reminds himself of not just I'm dipping into spoiler here, but I don't care. Not just um, Minato, his, like, fourth Hokage, but he also reminds him of himself. So there's this constant, like, I know what it's like to be a screw-up, and I know how I can correct him, and only a screw-up can really teach a screw-up. A screw-up can't really teach a quote-unquote perfect boy anything. Right, right, right. Very well put. And, I mean, now I'm I'm just trying to picture Jiraiya teaching Sasuke, and I can't see... I mean, neither. I can't, no. I do believe Jiraiya is stronger than Sasuke, so, like, strength techniques he could teach him, but there's not a, like, student-master relationship there like there is with uh, Naruto and Pervy Sage. Oh, de- definitely, definitely. Um, was that everything you had to say uh, on uh, that battle, and can I go th- or can I go to my next one? You can go to your uh, your next one, because that's all I got on mine. So, all right. number one is three, uh, three sounding deadlock. Yeah, three signing deadlock. Um, I also have an Naruto picture. Should I just pull it out now, or should I save it for later? Go ahead and pull it out now because that fight I'll have a better idea of what you're talking about. Okay, I mean we're gonna yeah yeah um okay so I am picking a fight from Naruto Shippuden. Um, I am picking Shikamaru versus Hidan. Okay, yes, I know this fight. I do know the- it from the games, but I do know this fight. Okay, so. There's there's a lot of precedent to this fight because Hidan essentially is the one who kills uh, uh, Asuma, uh, Shikamaru's teacher, and really breaks Shikamaru uh, for several episodes where he's emotionally destroyed just because his master is no longer there. And um, there was a whole strategy to this fight where uh, there's uh, Hidan and then there's Kakuzu, his partner. Um, and so uh, when the Asuma was fighting uh, against... Uh, uh, Hidan and uh, Kakuzu, we learn very quickly that Hidan's power is that if he gets hit, uh, a, a smidgen of your blood and stabs himself uh, with his weapon uh, while uh, having contact with your blood, essentially he's 
a stabbing you. So he's essentially immortal and he gets to kill you as many times as he would like. Well, no, he, he gets to kill you because he stabs himself. And that's that's the technique. That's the, that's what Hidan has. It's a, an immortality. It's like a horrific living voodoo doll. Yeah, essentially he's a voodoo doll to himself. And so w- uh, what happens after Asma's death is that they develop a really smart strategy where essentially uh, they, try, they capture Kakuzu's blood and... When uh, Hidan and um, Shikamaru are separate and by themselves, uh, they prote- uh, and Hidan slashes Shikamaru. It, uh, Shikamaru pretends to be slashed, and it's his own blood. And, but in the, the the fact of the matter is, is that Kakashi at that point had given the blood capsule to Shikamaru, so Shikamaru put Kakuzu's blood on the blade. So when Hidan goes to stab himself, and Shikamaru fix being like uh, hurt, it's actually Kakuzu. Kakuzu is the one getting stabbed. It's an ingenious strategy that that Shikamaru come up, comes up with. And the thing is, uh, after the original Naruto, I feel that Shikamaru's brain is, uh, in his analysis and strategy is not uh, as heavily, uh, uh, talked about and explored in the anime. And this is like that, uh, since basically the Chunin exam and since the retrieval arc, this was Shikamaru's newest strategy. Oh my god, he's so bright moment that we had in the show. And I absolutely loved it. it was all pre-planned he took him to the nara forest and after that uh, entire um uh, fake out he jumps and he's all obviously completely fine because none of his blood was on uh, uh hidan's blade and then he slices hidan uh and manages to catch him in all those tag bombs and the irony of it he had um asma's lighter the whole time because asma obviously is a smoker and he uses his sensei's uh, lighter to explode Kakuzu into millions of pieces and then getting crumbled down in the rocks, essentially never being able to come back to life, but he's still alive. But he's in so many sh- uh, little pieces that he'll never be able to come back. Um, it was an ingenious strategy and it was a great way to exploit um, uh, the powers that uh, uh, Hidan had. And uh, Kakuzu had multiple hearts, so it was just, it was a great way to knock out one of the hearts. It was an amazing battle that, uh, I feel like needs to be mentioned on this podcast. What are your thoughts, Hotshot? I completely agree with everything you said. So, like I said, the fight that I know came from the game, not the show. So, I actually didn't see uh, Shikamaru use Kakuzu's uh, blood instead of, like, a replacement or anything like that. I know that Shikamaru never got hit with Hidon's blade. That part I did know. I did not know that it was Hidon who got struck when... Uh, when Hidon went into the ritual mode. So no, that it was, part... It I mean, was Kakuzu, yeah, no, because... Yeah, Kakuzu got hit when Hidon went into that mode, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I it, didn't know yeah. that, but at the same time, I I mean, it is amazing, but at the same time, I'm not surprised just because it's Shikamaru who came up with the strategy, and we've grown up with him being the complete strategy uh, genius in all through the tuning exams, through the Sasuke retrieval arc, and now Shippuden. I love Shikamaru, and especially his strategies. Though I did see um, Shikamaru use his lighter on the paper bombs in the Nara forest on Hidan. That part I did see, and that part alone I love. <laughs> so, I the mean, is, just yeah. just having uh, Kakusu's blood being like a way to take out one of those hearts, as well as... Um, being able to distract Hedon for well enough is impressive enough on its own. Right. And it was, it was, and even prior to that, that was a strategy they had going into battle. So before they even meet up with Hedon and Kakuzu, they already know that that was the plan. And also, the other thing here is, um, 
uh, so the, start, the fight starts and Kakashi's hidden and Kakashi strikes Kakuzu with his lightning blade. Remember this? And he takes out one of Kakuzu's hearts at the very beginning of the fight. Do you remember this? Yeah, that okay. I do. That's when that's when he took uh, the uh, uh, I don't the syringe and he got some of Kakuzu's blood. It was at that very moment. And then when they strategized, that's when he gave the blood to uh, Shikamaru and the switch was made. So it was like planned out from the get-go. It was so good. It was one of those, oh my god, uh, how is he going to get out of this one? But like the viewer back home that had no idea that like Shikamaru being 200 steps ahead is already thinking this stuff. And then like after the entire fight, you realize that it's like, holy crap. (laughs) I mean, um, honestly, there isn't really any other words to use for that except holy crap. Exactly. It's absolutely great, great playing oh i loved it so that was my pick anything else you wanted to say about uh, this uh, shikamaru versus hidan uh fight other than i love shikamaru's strategy guide no <laughs> okay. all right so can i move on to my second your second pick you make it good all right hot shot you make it good i make it good so i'm picking a very big fan favorite it's been a fight that's been around for a while it's from a show that you and I both love, and it currently still holds the record for longest anime fight ever. And longest that is from Dragon Ball ever. Longest anime fight ever. Like in terms and of minutes that is... or episodes. Sorry, sorry, I don't want to keep like delaying it, but it's like in terms no, of you minutes? can keep like building suspense. It's fine. It's taken the most episodes. I think it's taken like seven or eight, give or take. I could be wrong on that number, but it is from Dragon Ball Z, and it is Goku versus Frieza. Oh, but d- just so you know, we don't have that much time to talk about it because Namek will explode in five minutes. Yeah, so I'm going to make this quick. So <laughs> I love that <laughs> meme so much. But no- yes, Goku versus Frieza. Amazing pick, bro. <laughs> hey, we can't have a talk about anime fights without having probably the most iconic anime fight ever. Oh, my God. Go ahead. So Goku versus Frieza taking place on Namek in the free in the uh, Namek saga with Krillin, Gohan, and Bulma trying to get the Dragon Ball so they can wish Piccolo and all their friends and everyone back to life so they can get their Dragon Balls back. Frieza, the Ginyu Force, everyone comes in, and then at the final moments when um, Goku, after being beaten by the Ginyu Force, after being his body getting taken over by Captain Ginyu. He finally comes back just in time to save Vegeta and the others from Final Form Frieza. And Frieza just does not like the looks of Goku because he can't believe what he's seeing. Bloody monkey! Bloody monkey. Now, take in mind, I'm using the version that I've seen from TFS more. I I realize that that's an abridged series, but they do keep a um, a lot of the actual mature themes of the fight there as well as throwing in some more comedy. So that's the version I am using, although I do respect the actual full-on fight. That's just the one I'm drawing info for. So, Fair enough. With, that being, with that being said, once um, Vegeta calls Goku out on being a Super Saiyan and uh, Frieza kills Vegeta right in front of Goku, an entire battle just charges through with just constant fists, constant blasts, each... Um, both opponents are worn and torn from each other for multiple episodes. No one knows which way it's going to take. Each move could be the last, but it never is. 
And it even gets to the point to where Goku has to bite Frieza's tail in order to escape from being strangled. And <laughs> it gets this. to the point to where, yeah. And it gets to the point to where Frieza is being distracted by Piccolo while Goku is charging up a spirit bomb to take care of said Frieza. And finally, after the spirit bomb, after everything else, Frieza kills Piccolo once, or at least gravely injures Piccolo once again, and kills Krillin right in front of Goku. And after he sees his friend blown up like a, um, like an explosion of fireworks, Goku finally releases the very first Super Saiyan form that we ever see. And oh, then I think God. at that point, I think at that point, the fight's like half over. So <laughs> I feel like the real fight begins at that point, though. It really does, because after that, um, he's just went, Goku just wails on Frieza for countless times, and then he allows Frieza to power up to full power while the planet's exploding, mind you. And in the TFS version, um, Goku is just watching Frieza power up, and Kai, King Kai is trying to talk him out of it, but he's saying, A, Frieza will give him stuffed crust if, stuffed crust pizza, if he allows him to power up to full power. And B, Goku says that if he beats Frieza at full power, it'll demoralize Frieza and he'll never harm anyone again. <laughs> it will demoralize Goku, you him. moron. Stuff crust. You can eat it in reverse. It in reverse. <laughs> it's just, Goku is such a dork that you can't help but kind of agree with him when he makes that point. But then after that, the final, uh, final moments of the fight actually take place. And... Frieza comes after, at the end, Frieza comes after Goku with a Destructo Disc of his own, and Goku charges and makes it so the Destructo Disc actually chops Frieza in half, and then... Well, it wasn't the... Uh, yeah, but I, I feel like, uh, if you don't mind, can I just add something to that? Yeah. Okay, Um, because I just remember when uh, uh Frieza shot the two Destructo, Dis the Destructo Discs, right. Goku's plan was basically to go towards Frieza, and Frieza was like, oh, it's not going to work at all. Obviously, I know you're going to try to chop me off. Um, but what Goku ends up doing is blasting the around, so it just creates all this dust. The destructive disc gets lost for a second. Because Frieza can't because Frieza can't sense key, so he can't exactly. sense these things actually coming. Exactly, from. and then the second district of this at that point comes back towards Frieza. Goku warns Frieza. He in the legitimate he warns Frieza. He's like Frieza, watch out! And boom, he gets slashed by the destructive disc. Which I just want to say, I just want to say this: the destructive disc. I think it's the only time it actually worked. Like, it's the only time this thing actually, <laughs> like, came through. Like, this technique, which cuts anything, uh, uh, sometimes it doesn't work. This technique, finally, finally something happens thanks to this. Krillin was actually useful with this. Like, oh my, just, like, when when you think about it, like, finally this technique was useful. Oh. Just anyways, yes, keep going. To be fair, when the Z Warriors were fighting uh were fighting Frieza and Dante revived Krillin, he did try to use his destructor disc on Frieza and still managed to cut off his tail. Uh part of his tail. So part of his tail. So at least it hit him and somewhat hurt him because even if he even plays it off, cutting a tail off is going to hurt somebody. <laughs> I just of all the times for it to work, it's a good thing it worked at that, at that moment. Yeah, otherwise Goku would have just kept fighting until the planet eventually explodes. Man, Which at I that point, that once so the much. fight is over, once the fight was over and um, the Destructor Disc hit Frieza and Goku blasted Frieza one last time after Frieza tried to blast him in the last resort, 
I think at that moment, the planet had five minutes left. Oh, I don't, I don't even know. Like, that that was such a meme. Like, five minutes. But, like, I, I'm, I'm thinking this thing lasted for, like, 20 episodes, if I'm not mistaken. I got this, like, I remember this thing being more than eight episodes in my mind for some reason. Hot I do know it lasted quite a few episodes. I don't know how many, unfortunately. But I do know it lasted an obscene amount. And that's why it holds the record for longest anime fight ever. Man, longest anime fight ever. Well, I mean, I'll take your word for it. Um, I, I, we might be wrong, we might be right, but, you know, it's just it's still a very long fight regardless. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's all I have to say on it, unfortunately. Oh, wait, hold up, here we go. Frieza, uh, Frieza vs. Goku battle was the long-lasting one in episode 87 to 105. So, 18 episodes. 18 the episodes. Fi- 18 episodes, and the five-minute battle starts in 97, so 10 episodes. So there's eight more episodes once Frieza says the plier is going to blow up. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Google, I love you, buddy. All right, all right. I'll go, I'll go to my uh, second pick. Yep, go right ahead. All right, so this is the pick that GoPro would approve. Uh, I am picking Vash versus Knives from Trigun. <laughs> I honestly want to go to the other room and tell Kyo that you picked that. I mean, I don't know if I mean, you want. I mean, he'll see it when the podcast comes out. So yeah, exactly. Suffering. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, Vash versus Knives is uh, there's so much to this. And uh, Hotshot, feel free to inter- interject. Uh, essentially, uh, Vash is Knives' brother, and at the very end um, of uh, Trigon, we realize that really the the real evil mastermind, the one that. Uh, essentially orchestrated all of these horrible uh, events that occurred to Vash. I'm trying to be as non-spoily as possible. Uh, is um, is knives and uh, it's a great fight where it it's evened out like most of the way through where they're they're shooting at each other. They're blowing off the tree. They go behind the rock uh, and finally at some point knives gets uh, gets Vash and shoots uh, and shoots Vash and it, it damages him. And then knives uh, transforms with those arm guns and everything. And we, then we see Vash also pull out that stunt and it. it it ends up with uh, uh, Vash being victorious, obviously. Uh, it's a glorious fight, and it. Uh, uh, I, at the beginning of the podcast, I said I enjoy fights that had more to just the physical aspect on the line, but this one is family. Like, this is... Uh, uh, there's a lot of emotion into this because, like, brothers are supposed to love each other and brothers are supposed to uh, be there for one another, but these two are essentially trying to kill the other one, which makes it so much more intense, in my opinion. So I'm picking this this one as a, as a, a worthy anime uh, fight to mention on this podcast. I mean, it is a very good fight, and I do love Trigon, and I do love Vash. I original Knives was originally my favorite character, but then the more I actually watched the show, it turned into uh, Vash. Especially with the point to where your hero is a person who's been accused of killing so many people, but is completely against killing and even fighting if he can possibly help it. And then it's basically a full-on fight to the death at the end with his own blood. It's kind of... It kind of tugs at you a little bit. <laughs> it really does. It's it's intense. It's hard. Uh, but it's gorgeous in its own sense. You know what I mean? It's And obviously the ultimate weaponry we, we get to see at the end of the... Uh, 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 at that fight with Vash and Nice is just amazing. I, I love that. And it is kind of refreshing to see um, at the end of the fight, Vash carrying his brother away. That was uh, another emotional one. It just... The bond is still there, but the bond is no longer there because obviously Knives is no longer with us. Um, I, but do, I do have... Um, this is just another thing on Trigon that I'm just going to throw in. Yeah, go ahead. The, the main emotional part in that series just as a whole that got me was uh, 
uh, Wolfwood. Oh my God, Wolfwood! Oh, when he when Wolfwood died, I was so. Uh, now, until until that point, until that point, uh, he was no, my sure. favorite character. <laughs> until that point, it yeah. was Wolfwood, and then after that, it turned into Vash. But I took Wolfwood a bit harder than I probably <laughs> should. Are you switching characters? Oh, you're my favorite character, but now you're dead, so I'm going to choose this other character. Is that what you're doing? Because I kind of feel like that's what you're doing. Well, no. Vash was my backup. <laughs> exactly. Hey, like, I go oh, into shows with backup. Wolf hate... with the... Oh, he's dead. Oh, I'm going to go with Vash now. Like, what are you doing? You're sw- Oh, sorry. You're dead. I can't love you anymore. Like, what are you... <laughs> hey, I go into shows with plans for backup. I will like a character and expect them to die, and then I will like another character. <laughs> Oh, this is my backup favorite character. Who has backup favorite characters? That sounds so. I can't. So my backup favorite character for anime podcasters is Jaden. So, you know what? I take offense to that. (laughs) Cool, because I'm my own favorite character. But then when I die, it'll be you. Oh man! All right, Uh, your turn, uh, Hotshot. Uh, I don't have anything else to add on this one. Your third pick. So this one will be a more recent anime. It is one that I've talked to Jaden about a few times and I can't stop watching and I can't stop looking at fan art and I've even recently bought the video game. Oh my I'm God. picking I am picking the students of UA versus the League of Villains in the training facility from My Hero Academia. Season 1? Season 1. Oh yeah, that's my guy. That's that's a good pick. That's a great pick that Numo gets destroyed. <laughs> Jane, they may not know who Umu, Numu is. Numu, do you, you know, know who Numu is? Numu, yeah, no. You know what? If you know my <laughs> if you know my Hero Academia, you know who Numu is. You really do. You really do, though. Anyway, I'm picking the fight as a whole and not just say All Might versus Numu because every single character comes out of their way in order to actually overcome what's going on. So you have 13 and most of the students up towards the exit fighting off against the teleportation guy where um, I can't remember. I know Bakugo is one of them. Who else is trying to find his weak point? Do you remember? I honestly do not remember. I've not watched season one since it came out. Like I'm, I'm on season okay. three waiting for season So Bakugo four. and someone else are trying to find the teleportation guy's weakness so they can damage him and get out. I think it's Ida who's actually trying. No, Ida's running out and getting help. He's getting all. Yeah, yeah, no, he was sent out. I remember that part. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, we also have uh, Sue, Deku, and Grape Juice. And I'm just saying this right now. I don't like Grape Juice. Um, they're fighting on a boat against several villains who have who are surrounding them, and they get through them by Deku using all for or one for all, all for one, one for all, one, one for all. For, he used one, one for all. all. Sorry. Deku uses one for all in a his signature flicking move that blasts an air cannon away. So all the enemies get whapped, uh, hit with a whirlwind. And once they hit the water, Sue just takes off. I mean, she's a frog, so that goes without saying. But still, she just she is at home in the water. And this is where you actually first get to see it. Then you also have uh, Jiro, Momo, and the electricity guy fighting off in another area of the camp where he's completely overcharged and Jiro is trying to use a sneaky hero move using her earlobes to go into the ground in order to get to a weakness for him. But it ends with a point of Momo making an insane isolated uh, covering for her and Kyoka 
And then the electricity guy just goes nuts and just electrifies everybody. And it is amazing. (laughs) You're seeing some of these heroes are, some of these students are stepping up a bit more. But A, they're working together. And B, they're still coming out of their shells more into the stepping grounds as a hero. I mean, when when Deku sees All Might losing against uh, uh, Shiraki and um, uh, Nomu, Numu. He actually charges in and tries to like clobber uh, Shiraki and Numu in order to give All Might a moment of um, a moment of an opening, and then Numu and then All Might just crushes Numu with a oh really big combo. Oh my god! And shock, a plus shock absorption. Uh, shock absorption has a limit, and I was, I just love that it was very Rock Lee esque in the sense that he was like, I just need to be stronger than I was before, and he just that means punches guys, and then he just sends Sorry, I and I don't have a live sound effects for the podcast. No, yeah, you're good. I love the pulse, um, the plus ultra punch, especially at the end that actually oh my god, it was very. Yeah, it was very Team Rocket esque as well. We're gonna blast it off again. This served as the this served as the first defeat for the uh, for the League of Villains after attacking the UA students, but it brought a lot of the UA students out as heroes as well as keeping everyone on their seat because there was a time where so uh, Sue, Deku, and Grape Juice were all in the water, and there was a time where Shiraki, you saw Shiraki come towards them. If he went for Deku, you would have automatically known that he's not going to get him. He's the main character. But instead of going for Deku, he was going for Sue, which that actually raises a couple of questions if Sue will actually make it out because she's a side character. You can't play the plot of main character so she will survive. There was a chance that she could have died. Right. And also, if I could add on to that, I feel like the League of Villain atta- uh, attacking those UA students at that point in time where they're still in training gave them such an advantage later on in the series. I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil be- why, but just be- think about it. If you are training and you have a real life crisis in front of you, you're going to learn from it and you're going to apply to it to as you grow to become a hero. So it was a great learning experience at the same time when you think about it. Yeah, it's just not one that any of the teachers or students really wanted to deal with at the time. <laughs> not part of the intended curriculum. Yeah, no. I mean, I I can guarantee that like Deku especially was able to like use uh, analytics and everything after the fight and actually apply them to later on Herohood. But at this at the mo- per the moment, I feel like all of them were like, oh crap. Also, I complain about my semester being hard. My semester will never be that hard. You sure? Oh, I, I, yeah, I know that. Yeah, no. I really want one of your professors to just hit you like three hundred times and just uppercut you. <laughs> Learn anime. <laughs> Podcast harder. <laughs> there we go. Okay, podcasts harder. So just a twenty-four hour stream podcast. Oh man! All right, so um, that's going to be it for your pick, or is there anything else you want to add? That's going to be it for my third pick. Yeah. Okay, my third pick. I am going to be picking the very end of Dragon Ball Super, the last episode. So big spoiler warning here. I mean, it's been out for a while, but just letting you know, I am picking Android 17, Frieza, and Goku versus Jiren, the last remaining member of Universe 11. So just to set the stage here, Tournament of Power, um, 
all of the universes except for 11 and 7, which is Goku's universe, uh, have been uh, el- eliminated. And Jiren is this uh, being who has the power of a god of destruction. Essentially, is super mega strong. And at this point, he's very damaged because uh, Goku gave him a solid uh, uh, beating with his Master Ultra Instinct. But obviously, he hasn't fully mastered the state. So Goku is in a state of uh, he's just trashed out on the ground. And then we see Frieza and 17, Android 17, uh, battling against... Um, uh, battling against uh, Jiren, and they manage to get Jiren down to his knees, and Frieza's about to eliminate Jiren, and it's like, oh, finally, Universe uh, 11's gonna get eliminated, but Topo, another member of Universe 11, uh, the latest eliminated at that point, he gives this speech about justice, and he's like, Jiren, come on, be stronger, you can do this, and Jiren blast his energy again which was essentially going to destroy the entire field and you have Frieza and 17 uh with the shield up like just trying to like survive like barely hanging on like and 17's like oh raise your energy Frieza Frieza's like don't tell me what to do and you just see him going from golden back to normal form and you just know they're absolutely screwed and you're like yo Goku's out of commission this is it nothing ever again like bye bye universe 7 it's the end but no obviously plot twist Goku's fine he instant transmissions right where G, uh, right where uh, Frieza and Android 17 are, and he raises another shield up. So they do this quick plan where Frieza and Goku are going to go punch up Jiren a lot, and Android 17 is going to stay in the back and just shoot a bunch of key blasts. I'm giving you the simplified version. And it turns, it ends up with this plan. Basically, Jiren is so strong that the only way you're going to eliminate him is if you eliminate yourself with him. And it's a three-on-one, so use your numbers wisely here. So what ends up happening is that three uh, that uh, Goku throws Frieza towards Jiren and uh, it's, it's like shooting him down uh, to fall out of the arena, but Jiren manages to land on some rocks and uh, tr- he's trying to get rid of uh, a Frieza that's grabbing onto his arm and uh, then Goku throws himself at Jiren as well and simultaneously Frieza and Goku um, push themselves and Jiren out of grounds making Android 17 the winner. It was just, the musical scoring was perfect, the action was packed, it was a great way, way to end the Tournament of Power, and it was so, just, it was just so good. This fight, this, I, I mean, a Hot Shot saw the clip earlier, like, give me your thoughts here. I'm actually watching the clip just now, too. So, I mean, it, okay, I'm sorry, but the weird, the thing that I can't really bring focus on out of is the fact that of all people, it's Frieza and Goku in this final fight, which I will fully defend Frieza and Goku being the strongest fighters in uh, Dragon Ball. I mean, you can see that from the uh, um, from my earlier pick of Goku versus Frieza for the podcast, but it's just a little bit of an odd combination for me because you would expect something to be like it would be Goku and and Vegeta instead of Goku and Frieza. Right, right, right. But that's, that was, and then that's just, what makes it so good, though, no? No, I know, I know. I completely agree with that because seeing Frieza and Goku fight is one of the best things. It's just a very odd combination to me, especially when you throw 17 in there. That's It's just a little bit odd. It looks amazing, and the fight is awesome, but it's just a little bit wrong. <laughs> well, I guess it's wrong if you haven't seen Super, but the build-up all the way to that point, it's so good. The, the thing here with Frieza, he's such a troll in the Tournament of Power because there's moments where he kind of switches his loyalty from Universe 7 to another universe. He's, uh, like, for example, at some point he's fighting Gohan and literally trying to knock out Gohan from the actual Tournament of Power. Uh, and it's it was this crazy thing where we don't see Frieza for 
a bunch of episodes, and right at the second, at the end of the second last episode, Goku's about to get knocked out of bounds, and Frieza saves him. Um, it's it's just the right thing, and also Goku and Frieza had this understanding that like if Frieza helps you win the tournament power, you're bringing Frieza back to life, and they're essentially agreeing to that. And uh, when they're trying to not get blasted away, and Goku shows up again, Frieza asks Goku, "Do you remember your wish?" And he says, "Yes, I know. If you pr- help me out here, I will, pr- I will, uh, I will uh, meet my end of the bargain, and you will come back to life." You know, and that's what solidifies the uh, the alliance. And Goku versus and Frieza working together was just something. I needed in my life, and I'm so glad I got with this fight. I mean, again, I just saw the tail end of the fight, and even just that tail end isn't impressive. I really need to check out Dragon Ball Super, and I mean, honestly, yeah, there's really not much else to say on that other than I need to check this out. You, 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 you need this. You need to. All right, I will check it out in time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's go for your fourth pick, Hotshot. So this battle is going to be a little bit different, and Jaden, I'm going to need your help explaining it. Oh my! It's, so it's an intellectual battle. It's a battle of cat and mouse throughout most of the series, and it is the battle between Light Kira and L from Death Note. Whoa, whoa, you, you, you. You... Me picking a death note. I know. I just want to make this extremely clear. Me not picking it. You're picking it. Is that is that what's going on right now? That's what's going on right now because you waited too long. <laughs> so so I'm not the death note nerd for this podcast. It's you. I'm not a death note nerd. I'm a death note observer. You're picking death note as a great anime battle. Therefore, you think death note's good. So you, you this trash talking of death note. It's no Whether, longer valid. Hey, no. Thinking it's good and respecting it are two different things. I will respect Death Note to hell and back, but I will not like it. So you don't like it, but you're still picking it? But I still respect it, yes. Okay, but you're picking it, not me. So you kind of sort of see... You are a closet Death Note fan. Am I, though? I don't know, but you're closer to it than you were five minutes ago. Am I, though? <laughs> Anyways, I'll let you start the introduction and I'll uh, let me know when you want me to tag in. Copy. So I'm picking this one because <laughs> it's the yeah 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 because it's the intellectual fight between L and um L and Kira. So Light or L this entire time is trying to catch the Kira killer, trying to catch a uh, uh, Light, and meanwhile Light and Kira is trying to do all this killing and everything else without being caught. But then. L starts getting on his trail and needs to find out how to take care of him because obviously L is named. And there is still one very I've brought in the I've brought the scene up multiple times in past podcasts, but the scene that pops in my head the most when I think Death Note is the scene where both of them are taking a test and L completely reveals to Kira right then and there that I wanted to tell you that I'm L. And right. he's just completely throwing light under the table with this reveal. Because if he acts and does kill L right then and there, it will cement him as Kira and everyone will know. Or if he doesn't do anything, he still runs the risk of L running free and uh, trying to capture him and bring him down. So it's kind of a heads and tails um, pro and con of what you do. And there's constant, constant, constant uh, mind play between the two of them here. There's even a point to where Light, I'm not sure if he interns or what, but he goes into the police station where uh, where L is working. And it's just a constant, like, who's going to give in first battle. And I really will respect that, especially with how long. So, Jaden, go ahead and tag in. Oh, I'm man. I mean, already. 
there is there are so many good moments in this intellectual battle. Uh, Light starts off with a good uh, with a good lead. Uh, you have L obviously faking him out with the whole uh, broadcast and and then finding out exactly uh, his exact town location. Uh, you have the uh, amazing moments where uh, he puts security cameras and wiretaps in all of Light Yagami's house. Um, there's the FBI agent, Ray Pember. Uh, there's them uh, playing tennis against each other. There's them going to the cafe together. There's Misa being thrown into the mechs with the Shinigami eyes. There's Light thinking he's got L. He's got him. Like, this time, I'm going to kill him for sure. Misa has the Shinigami eyes. Saw L's real name. Can write it down. Oh, oh, perfect. Okay, so we're good. Let's go to win. Let's go to win. L comes up to Light. Oh, by the way, if I die in the next five days, I told everyone one that you're probably Kira. Damn it! I was so close! And that's what it is the entire time. It goes as far as Light forfeiting ownership of the Death Note, loses memory, so Ram gives the Death Note to a brand new person. He and Al work together, catch that person, he gets physical contact with the Death Note again, okay? And then he gets fake rules saying, um, uh, if, um, if this that sorry, what was the, it was a thirteen day rule where um if you have to write a name every thirteen days or else you'll die. But the thing was, Light was forfeited authorship of the Death Note and stayed uh in prison where he had no way of killing anyone for over thirteen days. So it basically made uh this lie made Light look uh obsolete where he's just there's no way he's the one who's who's doing it. And there's just this outsmarting constantly. They literally did a fake car chase where. Light's dad was about to shoot Light, and he's like, okay, Light, I'm sorry, I know you're Kira. And then that to prove the innocence of Light and and Misa at that point. There was just so much to this, and it all ends with L, spoiler alert, dying. It was everything. This this the first season of is, is great. There's so many amazing moments of Light versus L uh, that I enjoy. All right, and I think we'll wrap that one up there because all I have to say about it, I did say earlier, I heavily... Heavily respect the intellectual battle between Light slash Kira and um, L. Though, again, Death Note is not my particular favorite anime. I will heavily respect it in all, it's, all it does. Good, good. All right. I'm going to go to my second last pick. Um, I don't know if I should keep the, the, the brutal one for right now or for last. Um... Keep the brutal one for last just because it'll throw, it'll throw everybody under the bus. Okay, okay. So in that case, I am picking from season one of Attack on Titan, which this was a pretty brutal fight regardless. Uh, Levi versus Annie, the colossal titan of the first season. Um, this was an amazing battle where the priest, the, the, the setup here is that Annie captures Eren. She's got Eren. Where does she have Eren? In her mouth, okay? And um, you have Mikasa, who's basically will do anything for Eren at, at that point, and she she really wants to get him back, no matter what. So Levi's like, okay, we're gonna figure this out. At that point, the entire Levi squad got killed by, the, uh, by Annie, and it's Levi and Annie versus this colossal titan, and I'm sorry, but you... Uh, have you have you 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 know Beyblade when you it's like Beyblade let her rip right and then the Beyblade yeah. goes spinning spinning like crazy. Well, I'm sorry, but Levi will go faster than the Beyblade because in that clip when Annie goes to punch Levi, he lets it rip. He puts those blades and he starts spinning and he slices right through her arm up to her eyes and stabs both eyes and just it's just like a blender. This guy is just insane. Levi is on another level of of being a, a, a Titan killer. He is going back. And forth back and forth absolutely uh putting her down and 
freeing the back of her nape where Mikasa says, okay, I have the time to go slice the back of her nape, completely forgetting the fact that she can harden her, her, the back of her nape to protect herself and forcing Leah, Levi to uh, protect uh, Mikasa in the situation, push the hand back, and finally slice open the mouth where Eren is. They grab Eren and they get out of there. Um, it was such an amazing battle and just Levi. Levi is a badass. I, I mean, you've seen this fight, Acha. You know what I'm talking about. I'm watching this fight right now. I am seeing what you're talking about. I mean, what I mean, like, he lets it rip. Like, please. Like, am I right or am I right? I mean, you're right because I'm seeing, again, I'm seeing all this happen in front of me. I'm seeing Levi move. I just saw the um, the arm and the leg, the arm and the eye move that you just talked about. It is insane to think that she's able, he's able to do all this. And truth told, Levi, I don't know why, but he's always kind of bugged me a little bit. I don't know why, but I can't say that he is not worthy of being captain of this squad and being probably the most revered, uh, probably being the most revered in the scout squadron. Because For sure, for sure. Because Mikasa, as skilled as she is, she still has a lot to learn. But Levi doing literally all of this is just insane. It was amazing. And, and I mean, I, I just want to say, like, yeah, he's the best of his squad. But at that point, the, at that, the point that the, this clip is happening, his squad's been completely killed by that Titan that he's absolutely destroying. Um, so he's captain of a squad, but that squad is no longer there. But, yes, still a great cap, great captain. <laughs> great captain and great show. <laughs> Honestly, so yeah, and, like some and, of the characters might on get the... on my nerves. Any thoughts on the? Yeah, yeah, but no, finish your thoughts and then say that. Okay, okay. Um, great captain and great show, especially with all the fighting, because every single fight with, even if it's just a regular Titan, is incredibly brutal, and I love that in fights for anime. It's great. Like, it's absolutely beautiful. It's, it's absolutely amazing to watch. <laughs> so uh, that is that everything you got? Yeah, that's everything I got on that. All right, so your final pick, Hotshot. You know mine. You know how intense mine is. I hope it's up to par. Mine isn't really going to be that insane, but it is going to be one that means a lot to me personally. It is a show that I'm. It is a show that I'm not sure if you've seen it all the way through yet, but it is going to be the fight between Maka Soul. Subaki, Blackstar, Liz, Patty, and Death of the Kid versus the Kishin at the end of Soul Eater. I absolutely hate Blackstar! I <laughs> Why would you pick him on this podcast? <laughs> He's not worthy of being a he great He needs enemy to be battle. on every... No, 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 no. He no, needs listen, to be listen. on every we episode. Five for, no, we are on the ninth pick. The ninth pick. We were doing so good. You picked Death, though. You were on a, on a run. And then... And then... You, you picked Blackstar? I picked Blackstar. Why? Because That's... you picked Attack on Titan and Aaron is in Attack or not Aaron. Armin is in Attack on Titan. You picked my enemy, I picked yours. He has nothing to do with the fight I picked. He has nothing to do with the fight I picked. He's in the show. You're wrong. That's he has a, a very fight. minor he has a very minor thing to do with your pick. I really don't like the fact that you just just <laughs> explain the explain the fight already. God damn it. Okay, so Black Star. <laughs> anyway, in actual talk about the fight, the Kishin has been what's been built up this entire show. It has been built up to be the completely corrupted soul, completely corrupted everything. I think it's even to the point to where he actually swallowed his weapon partner 
and ate the souls for himself and became corrupted. Now, Maka's, Maka, Soul, Black Star, yes, Subaki, um, Patty, Liz, and Def the Kid are all in this final fight against him, and they are all getting their asses handed to them, yes, even Black Star. But it does get Good. turned around. It does get turned around mainly because of Maka, because later on in the fight, in the final moments, her witch hunter becomes Kishin Hunter. And she uses that move on the Kishin in order to cement the victory. Because this entire fight has been trying to take him down. Death is nowhere to be seen. It's just the kids. And they are completely annihilating him once uh, the Kishin Hunter hits. Damn. Okay, that sounds pretty it is, brutal, though. It is, a, it is a full-on fight. And it is a pretty brutal fight to watch. And um, Blackstar, as well as the rest of them, do almost die, including Soul and Maka. But they do pull through... Uh, through with the end and it is an incredible fight to watch and it is a hard fight to watch because if you're like me and you watch the main characters in almost every episode you grow a strong connection with them and seeing them almost bite the dust really hits you hard especially to the fact where okay we have several main characters here what happens if like one or two of them don't make it like it won't really affect a whole lot but you'll still feel it so like say Say someone like Liz and Blackstar died. Like, Tsubaki and Kid's team would be distraught, but there would still be something to work with. And meanwhile, if you kill, like, the main main characters, Soul and Maka, I mean, that's like a hero, uh, hero sacrifice kind of story. So there is ways to go about this, and there is still risk to be taken. So it is hard to watch, and it does kind of keep you guessing. I mean... I, I'm a bit, uh, I don't know this fight, but it, from what you've described to me, it sounds like it's one that requires enormous amounts of efforts and enormous amounts of teamwork. Um, yeah. So I feel like you you have to give them props for that reason and pulling in through. At the same time, um, I, I feel like, I don't know why, but I, at this point with Soul Eater, at the point I'm watching it, I feel like it's a bit overhyped, and, which leads me to not feel as impressed about the fight, if that makes any sense. I mean that's fair. Yeah, to me, but I mean it me, is. Yeah, it is fair. But if you if you can still get into it and you still like end up loving the character much, the hype is incredibly valid to you. Is it overhyped as like an anime in general? Probably. But if you become a really uh, good fan of the show, then yes, the the hype is incredibly right. But like that's that's for any anime. If I if I'm a yeah, big fan, no, of... it's, it's not it's not just for Soul Eater. Exactly. All right. Uh, was that everything you had to, to add on that fight? Uh, and or I do I do have I do have one more. Th- Go ahead. They wouldn't have won if not for Black Star. My turn. <laughs> 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 All right. So um, mine is not necessarily a fight. It's a battle. It's sort of it's a complete massacre. Is what it is. I mean, heck, I picked L versus Light, so I guess battle is kind of loosely uh, heard here. <laughs> There's definitely people who die in this one, though. Definitely oh, yeah. no, lots no. of people. Hey, there's people who die between Light and L. No, I know, but I, I, <laughs> this, this one... Okay, so basically, I'm picking from Blood Sea, I'm picking, at the final episode, the Elder Baron Rabbits versus the Humans. So, uh, you're probably asking yourself, what the hell are you talking about? Okay, so, 
This is what Blood C is. It's a it's a it's an alternate version of Blood Plus. It's a newer version of that uh, of that anime where uh, it's a girl called Saya, and she's trained in the art of the sword. And in this universe, this this place she lives, there's humans and there's elder bairns. There's a deal between elder bairns and humans that they will coexist between one another. But Unfortunately, in this universe, there is something wrong. There's a disconnect between the Elder Bairns and the humans, and the pact is not being respected ap- appropriately. So, the Elder Bairns start seeking uh, destruction and start killing off humans. The only thing that can actually destroy the Elder Bairns are Saya's blade, because she's trained in the art of the sword. The final episode is the most brutal one. Bloodsea is known to have gruesome, disgusting, intense brutal death scenes okay and we love it and i personally enjoy it because of how <laughs> destructive and the the way the art comes across to me is something that i i i, I can i can really uh understand this anime is in blacklisted in japan i've talked about this before in the podcast on episode 11 uh this is this this one i i understand why it's blacklisted it's like no no kid should watch this ever for, under any circumstance, um, and these rabbits at the end of this uh, of the uh, final at the end at uh, the final episode, sorry, uh, are created by Fumito, the ultimate villain, and they go down to the town, uh, far from where Sai lives, and they start absolutely killing people. Just to give you an example, they uh, shish kebab a bunch of humans on their fangs, their fingers that are like very sharp, and just eat them one at a time. They start collecting all these humans in a pallet and in a, in a pouch or patch i don't know what to call it and they blender them to do some sort of bloody human soup um they there's one of them where they take the human they twist his head and they pull out the spine and they drink his blood like he was a a a slushy it's just it's absolutely gruesome the reason why i'm picking this one is because of how brutal and how intense it is and that aspect to me is is in it is something that is worth mentioning on the podcast because i've not seen such a bloody and intense fight and it's very gory uh i i cannot be more clear about this uh so yeah, I should probably mention this at the top of the. Po- I'm actually I will make a quick recording at the begin at the end of the podcast, putting it at the top. Of the- We're going to be talking about a-, a very intense anime fight, not suitable for all audiences. Bloodsy, what are your thoughts, Hotshot? I love it. <laughs> I mean, granted, I might I may just like obscenely uh, bloody and gory just for the sake of being obscenely bloody and gory, but i mean with stuff like that you can have really really creative deaths especially like like you said there's one where um a head gets twisted off and the spine's still there and pours him into his mouth there's also a death that happens like a corn on the cob there's several deaths oh, that corn happen on the cob. yeah that's true there's several deaths that happen with like getting impaled with the fingers and eating them like uh shish kebabs off their fingers and stuff like that it's it's obscene it's gross it's disgusting gory and i love every moment of it <laughs> I mean, again, I may just love blood, uh, blood and gore heavy anime for the sake of being heavy blood and gore anime, but I mean, don't fault me. <laughs> I still have fun watching them. One of my, um, yeah, go ahead, I'm, go ahead. I, yeah, go ahead. One of my favorite animes, period, actually is all about the blood and gory, and that's called Dead Man Wonderland. It is an unfinished anime. It got canceled, but it is all about the bloody fight scenes. And I didn't pick any of that because I didn't think about it at the time, but I am leaving it as a um, honorable mention just as a whole because the entirety of those are essentially 
what this uh, bunny fight is. Very true. And just this is like a fragment of what Bloodsea is about. Like this. Yeah, one, we one, saw two, we saw all this in like two and a half minutes, guys. Yeah, this two minute clip is just a, a fragment of what the entire anime is about. The deaths and everything come on like in the second half of the show, I'd say. Like they started the, uh, halfway through the show. Um, but I think what I what I wanted to, to ask you, Hotshot here, uh, uh, not what I think. Uh, what I want to ask you is uh, um, how do you justify people enjoying this type of uh, media, this type of battle? Uh, is it... Is it the type of thing where, you know, some people will just look at it and be like, how can anyone enjoy it? What's it about it that's so enjoyable? Like, if you had to convince someone who's who's not about that kind of media and uh, anime, how would you convince them? How would you explain why you enjoy it? That's kind of a hard question. <laughs> I mean, t- take a moment if you want, or just if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. But I, no, I would, yeah, I'm, to I'll take I'll take a mo I'll take a moment and try to answer it. I can't guarantee I can give you a satisfying answer, but I can try. I, I, it's okay, no worries. No worries, man. No worries at all. It would be in the form of, like, everyone... And when I say everyone, I know that's kind of subjective. But everyone likes the idea of, like, explosions and destruction. Like, breaking things is cool. Destroying things are cool. Fire is cool and stuff like that. This is just, like, another thing that fits into that category. It's something that, yeah, you can't exactly come back from. But just seeing, like, the obscene, like, what studios can get away with, like, especially with stuff like this, they can get away with it and air it and get greenlit for it. It kind of impresses a viewer. And then just, like, hitting people. Okay, obviously, this is all in a fictional sense. So don't take what I'm saying in the real sense at all. But hitting people, and, and I quote, the red stuff comes out. It's... Awesome to see because, I mean, there are several shows in our culture that do the exact same thing and we love because of that. A lot of people love South Park. A lot of people love uh, Powerpuff Girls. A lot of people love, say, Drawn Together and stuff like that. There are a lot of shows like this that a lot of people do like. And I can understand that when it comes to Blood and Gore, there are some limits. But, I mean, if you can just go up and above and your limits aren't reached before your friends, you'll enjoy whatever you want to enjoy. I love Mortal Kombat, so I love this kind of stuff. And... It honestly just comes down to the person. If you're someone who doesn't like it, then more power to you. And if you are someone who likes it, I'll get the popcorn. I think I think you you've touched on like you 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 you. No, that was a great answer. Um, I I wanted to add uh going uh delineating from what you said about the uh, fictional point. This is all in a fictional sense, guys. And I think that <laughs> we're all fans of just action. And action can lead to these moments where blood is spilled and there's intense and there's death. This is just a over, not overhyped, a uh, very much, way more intensified version of that. Where Blood Sea really pushes it to the limit what uh, these death scenes, what these battles, what the results of these battles can be on a much larger scale and more gory scale. Gory is, uh, is, is a part of the arts, uh, fictionally, uh and it's just something that uh, I, I feel is an element that you can play with a lot. Uh, in anime, in media, you can play with terrorism, you can play with uh, explosions, you can play with blood, you can play with uh, love, you can play with whatever you want. And animes are allowed to go that far into it. Just don't watch it if you don't want to, is my opinion. I think it's important to, to, to pick that on the podcast just because these deaths and these animes all are intense and wrong and right in their own way from your point of view and everyone shares a different point of view uh so yeah i think that's a good way to put it 
Alright, so this kind of got word heavy a little bit towards the end, but what we're saying here, guys, is really important for you to listen to, and we do appreciate you actually listening to that aspect of it. Just take it for what you will. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. If you don't, you don't. We're not forcing you to do anything. These are just ones that we like, and obviously don't take anything or yourself too seriously. That's all we're saying here for you. Well said, bro. Well said. All right, and if that's the case, uh, we got our five picks each. So, Jaden, what were yours? Mine were Shikabaru versus Idan, Vash versus Knives, the Elder Bears versus the Humans, uh, Levi versus Annie, and Android 17 Frieza Goku versus Jiren. What were yours? And mine were the three de- uh, Sonny Deadlocked with Jiraiya, uh, Jiraiya Tsunade, and Orochimaru, um, Goku versus Frieza. The intellectual battle between Light versus L. The... <laughs> A Soul Eater fight. The Soul Eater fight with uh, Soul, Maka, Blackstar, Tsubaki, Patty, Liz, and Def the Kid versus the Kishin. And I had one more. <laughs> the League of Villains. That's right. And the League of Villains versus the Students of UA from My Hero Academia. A great freaking list. Even with Black Star in it? A great freaking okay. list. <laughs> All right. So in that case, why don't we go ahead and wrap up and get out of here, bud? Yeah, sounds good. Um, okay. So uh, any uh, final thoughts, Hotshot, that you want to put out there after that? Or are you good? My list is superior. Final thoughts. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. <laughs> I uh, really enjoyed this type of podcast. And uh, we're at the episode 46, if my math is correct. So we're on our way to 50. Hotshot, can we hit episode 50 before the end of 2018? I'm hoping. I can. I can try. All right. We can attempt this. This is, I, I, and also I have an idea. I'm going to, I haven't discussed this with Hotshot. I want to do something for episode 50 that I've been thinking about. And I'm going to uh, propose it to you live on the podcast. And you, yeah, you'll, you'll green light it or you, you can red light it. Okay. For episode okay, 50, I want to do a giant music roast. I'm down. I will burn you alive. <laughs> I want to get like comments. I want to get voicemails. I want to get like <laughs> lines that I just want to do like a giant music roast for the for episode fifty to celebrate uh, halfway to a hundred. I will happily agree to host this roast, guys. If you want to go ahead and give us comments and anything that I will read on said podcast and roast Jaden until he turns red. I really want to do this. The thing is, we got to do it in a way where I don't see the comments, I think, because then I'll be expecting it. So maybe what what we can do is like an email that you, only you have access to, and you can send like your clips or your comments directly to that email, and Hotshot, you'll take care of it. And we can maybe yeah, do something like that. Good. Oh, yeah. So uh, let us know if you want that to be for episode 50. Uh, obviously, we got a couple more episodes to go, but that would be an idea. Um, so thank you so much for enjoying this episode of uh, Anime Podcasters. The artwork for Anime Podcasters is provided by GoPro Kyo. He's absolutely amazing. His artwork is beautiful, and he's available for commission. Go follow him on Twitter at GoPro Kyo, and uh, he's abil- available for work. He does great artwork. Go check out GoPro Kyo. Uh, Hotshot, go ahead and plug your stuff. Just, just saying, you said you would upload before the end of the year, and, and it's, at the point this podcast is released, it's going to be Nove- late November. Uh, are you... Are, are, are you there? Is, I will. Is, is... I am here and I will upload one more time before the end of the year. And it is something that you will help me with. All right. All right. All right. I like this. All right. And with that in mind, guys, you can go ahead and find me on my YouTube channel, Hotshot Ginger. You can also find me at Twitter at Caution Ginger. 
And you can find me in Jaden's basement because he never lets me leave, even though it's across the border. That yeah, the the, the virtual hotshot is in my basement. I live in an apartment. I don't have a basement. He doesn't even feed me anymore. He just kind of tosses slop and says, "Here, go fetch." I, I you still have the microphone. It makes me a sad Pegasus. <laughs> All right, is that everything you wanted to plug? That's everything I wanted to plug. All right, so for uh, my side of things, obviously I plugged them in at the beginning, giantmusic.com and uh, patreon.com backslash giantmusic. Uh, you can hire me for uh, freelance audio services, music services, and since it's going to be December, I'm going to be very available for hire for work. Uh, I'm going to be out of school, so obviously I'll have more time. So anytime you would like to uh, hire me, I'm right there. Uh, and finally, after that, you can also uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's all of them. Uh, just look up Anime Podcasters in your favorite podcatcher. Um, and uh, follow me on Twitter, at Giant Music. My Facebook page is facebook.com backslash Giant Music. And subscribe to the youtube.com backslash Giant Music. Um, how many times can I say Giant Music is in a sentence? Yeah, that's that's a lot of... Uh... A lot of plugs. I can say giant music. The only problem is saying giant music so many times is that sometimes giant music just sometimes sounds annoying to whoever you're saying it to, especially if you're talking to giant music while listening to said giant music because it's just irritating to anyone. On a giant Five times. Podcast. <laughs> Five <laughs> times. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Anime Podcasters. We will see you in episode 40 whatever. And uh, take care, guys. Bye. Bye.